0: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 358 on July 1st, Canada Day. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my co-host is John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local.
3: I'm not going anywhere with that one. Hey, <laughs> i just, just gonna let it, let it slide. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> right, I'm not hacking July 4th or anything. That's good. <laughs> anyway um, yeah so it's been a little while we're sorry everyone it's been a uh, busy time and a couple there's a uh, mix up in the last show it just it happens and we apologize for we'll trying to get back on track here so let's start with a uh, uh, story uh, called Google responds to claims that map has millions of fake business listings now I enjoyed this immensely because yeah. wow what a shocker okay um, <laughs> it's I like guess some- I should
3: it's surprising. New York has millions of people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, and, and we don't deny it, says New York. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, here's the response. I'll just do the quote first. Google. Google. It's a constant balancing act, and we're continually working on new and better ways to fight these scams using a variety of ever-evolving manual and automated systems. But we can't share too many details about these efforts without running the risk of actually helping scammers find new ways to beat our systems, which defeats the purpose of all the work we do, unquote. I hope, I hope <laughs> my incredulous nature didn't come through there. Um, At least All the work we do. Effect. B.S. <laughs> <laughs> They are so far behind for years. It's yeah. just pathetic. It's so pathetic. And Mike Blumenthal, um, in his one of the recent uh, this week in local podcast, uh, correctly stated, I, I totally agree with him. Said that really Google won't do anything unless they're made to. I mean, with any speed, anyway. It's it's really just what's embarrassing them at this point, and then they'll deal with it. Uh, it's appalling. Because uh, yes, awesome. they're making money. They're making money off of people advertising, um, sometimes fake listings. Um, people are going to Google more because of it. They're happy as clams. Um, sure, they would like it to be better. I'm getting, don't get me wrong. They're not skipping and jumping in, in the hilarity here. <laughs> but they're not investing enough into this. And it's a very. It's become quite an ecosystem. And frankly, uh, it, businesses who are in the state where they have to compete against uh, those who are not following the rules have no choice. I hate to say this, but have no choice, but to follow suit if they want to survive. And so the that's question, the big place to be.
3: So the question comes to mind that, you know, there's been discussion about Google offering paid services inside of, a, you know, the business listing um, e- ecosystem, right? Uh-huh. Paid, paid services. And, um, if a lot of these people that are building fake businesses pay for the business services for these fake businesses and people start catching on, the users start catching on, isn't that just going to kill any kind of momentum or monetary advantages you're going to get because people will stop using them because they know it's all fake? it seems to me that you know there, there's a there's a vicious circle coming here that's going to bite him in the, the patoot since when? <laughs>
0: yeah well uh i would like to think that there's some backlash coming but it uh, you know it's not like uh 90 of it's bad you know not even probably I don't, I don't know i'm not on there enough like mike is and and you know uh uh jo wow can't speak um sterling sky um anyway uh it's just it's one of those things that you have to be on all the time but i would i would guess it's probably in the 33% to 40% range which is bad very bad but, horrible yeah but it's it's not it's not dead by any stretch and there's enough of it that's good Yes.
3: Well, when you when you think about all the business when the business figures out how to do this and get away with it, right? Yeah, they're they're not going to just have one or two fake listings. They're going to get all of the locations anywhere near where they service, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you know, one of the examples that I personally seen in the past was a dumpster rental service where you rent one of those big dumpsters, you bring it to your house, and you when you're doing reconstruction or remodeling or something, right? And they figured out a really good way to build fake listings. I was pretty impressed with the methodology they used and they did one in pretty much every city in Ohio that they could reach. And they only had one location that they actually serviced out of, but they probably had a good 60 or 70 business listings. And everybody that figures out how to do that is one to 70 ratio. It's a lot more than 33%. If the more people have tried this bigger, that's going to get.
0: Well, (sighs) You know, and I have a solution for, for Google, and it makes perfect sense to me. Why the hell aren't they leveraging local guides like myself? We should get a little notice saying, hey, for this perk, could you take a picture of this address you're next to? Pfft, easy. Then we take a picture, and it shows whether or not that business name is actually there, whether or not there is actually a plaque. There's a business – it shows that they're there or not, Right. They would probably eliminate a ton through that. Yes, someone has yep. to review that. But still, it's immense how much they could save by getting us to do the work for them.
3: <laughs> Surprise.
0: But yeah, and, and you know what? It, it's kind of fun. It's not a big deal. I like helping Google make their systems better because I use it, and they just don't get it. Oh, brother, I just triggered all my assistants.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, fine. Uh, uh, Google. Okay, anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're everywhere in my place. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just wish they would do a better job of that. I, I was I was invited just yesterday or the day before to become a um, user of their beta Google Maps where it's all confidential and all that stuff, which might be interesting. So I said yes. But, you know, they do ask us to join in and, and provide feedback, but mm-hmm. not where the spam, where, where it really counts, the spam. Uh, right. And I think they'd be very surprised. A lot of us would be willing to help. Um, and really, well, what, what well, they have to offer, not much.
3: Yeah, they just have to find a way to do it. So when the spammers join that group that helps identify spammers, they can't, you know, leverage that group as well. You know yeah, I mean? but be pretty and, your idea, hard. and your idea of sending pictures is a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, it's it, going to be pretty hard to fake that. Yeah. Um, especially if you're using an Android phone where I expect they could have a certain amount of control over how the image was taken and whether or not it was uploaded versus taken or you know that kind of stuff.
3: Or, or they give you a little app to take the picture with, right? Take a yeah. picture with
0: Yeah. yeah it, it, anyway, I'll be surprised if it doesn't come someday. It's right up their alley getting us to do the work for them. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. And, and yeah. like I say, what, what would they have to do? Like once in a while, I've been given a, a free movie. Um, nothing great, but something, which is kind of neat. Uh, again, I enjoy doing it. But um, if they just did that more often or sent coupons or whatever, it just shows appreciation for, for us helping um, keep our city's systems uh, more accurate, which I think is a good thing. Anyway, uh, that's my piece. Next up. <laughs> Google search console adds mobile first indexing information to reports and tools. I was checking this out and it's kind of cool to the average user. They wouldn't really get why this is interesting, but um,
3: I I spent the whole morning with it.
0: There you go. Uh, Really the key component here is that when you're into search console now, it'll tell you the results are from either desktop or mobile. Um, And once you switch to mobile, I don't think there's a way to even see desktop. It's just mobile at that point. Right.
3: Well, I found a couple of interesting things when I was playing this morning. One, we, we've had responsive sites for six or seven years now, and we're still on desktop indexing. And I'm like, why are we still on desktop indexing? And I went in, I did some digging. I actually found um, one instance where it showed the same exact crawl on the main, the main site in Search Console. It said, Google desktop. Then you drill down into mobile accessibility, and then it showed the crawl there, and it, said, and it showed the, the mobile crawler for the exact date, exact time, down to the second. So I thought, this is interesting. It's showing both crawlers hitting this page. I did it at the page level, hitting this page at the exact same time, which made me dig around. So that was if you go in and you look at it through the uh, inspect URL, Um, So I had to go down into the actual, you go into settings in search console and it'll tell you very specifically which, which is the primary crawler it uses on your sites. And it was desktop, but it was also crawling with, with the um, um, smartphone. So it's, it's, it's not as clean cut as they make it seem in their, Hmm. their, um, and it's interesting, but I did some digging too. And I also found out that The probability, the reason we're probably still on desktop instead of mobile is because of some of our subdomains, not our main site. And we got some issues with some subdomains and some vendors that run platforms on our subdomains. This is probably causing us not to be included in the, the mobile index yet, mobile first uh-huh. index.
0: Just- so, so I just did a um, URL inspection. I mean, my, everywhere on my Google Search Console, the results always say in the top right corner or close to it, um, smartphone. Um, right. Now, I just did a URL inspection of a page on my site. I don't see anything saying, I mean, yes, it says mobile friendly, but it doesn't say the crawler. Um, I guess. If you,
3: op- if you open
0: it, you oh, have It's yeah, crawled have as to... Google smartphone. Yeah. Googlebot smartphone. Okay.
3: But there's you can get you can get features underneath that listing that you can get like if you have amp pages there'll be a special thing for amp and there's one special for mobile um, for ours and the mobile when you open that one up it shows the smartphone crawl and then the, the one that you just looked at it shows the the desktop crawl which was really interesting to me that it did both exactly at the same time so the second <laughs>
0: that is cool Anyway, um, it's nice for uh, us search console geeks to know exactly what's going on. Um, I actually just went to overview and I it's funny I didn't go there from the beginning I actually went directly to uh, I think it was settings which is where a lot of the demos uh, uh, screenshots are but when I went to overview of my search console it says your, swipe, your, swipe, your site has been switched to mobile first indexing the majority of okay. Google's crawl requests to your site will be made using a mobile crawler switch date was August 22nd 2018 mm-hmm. pretty early anyway um, at least now uh, there's yet just a little more information, which is a good thing. Yep. All right, what's next?
3: Um, uh, They've also added, I guess they're doing work on Search Console, but they also added some alerts into Search Console recently that will tell you if there's been a change in the top queries for your site. And I thought this was kind of interesting specifically because in the example that that Barry shows in uh, Roundtable, it, it shows a picture of the, the, the uh, notice it gives. It says, change in the top queries for your site. And it says, for this site, and it goes back and says, here's the query. Um, it's number one query on your site. It used to have or it has 28,000 or almost 29,000 um, total site impressions are up 2.3% compared to a typical previous week. Um, but they have also showed one where somebody had it um, – Where it was down a lot, and there was a box underneath it that said basically, kind of a thing to explore options to get more traffic, and it was a link to set up AdWords, which or Google Ads now, which I thought was pretty interesting. That they're also kind of this to push their own services just in case your impressions are going down. Here's how you can get more:
0: buy some from us. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, and oh yeah, use AdWords Express so we can control your money. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh. But it,
3: it is kind of interesting to give you this kind of alert if, you, if it does see uh, an interest, uh, you know, a, a significant change in one query or another, which could tell you that you've either boosted rankings or lost rankings on that particular uh, search.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, it is Google Search Console for you today. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about, of all things, the Wayback Machine.
2: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
1: The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. And winners go to? Well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter deadline for entries is may 31st 2019 go
2: to webaward.org and sign up today it passes before it's noticed a slight rising of the eyebrows a widening of the eyes it may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation the heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience within a tenth of a second the reaction has passed but not without leaving its mark Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose.
1: All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte. You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim. Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey. So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim. Tim. You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com
2: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcut, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of step Web Marketing, Inc. All right, so the Wayback Machine, it's one of those handy-dandy tools that uh, – imagine a lot of people use, but uh, I certainly use it a lot of my, in my field to look at what sites looked like years ago or uh, even a few months ago. But usually, uh, it's, it's best when you're looking a long, long time ago. I find it the most revealing. Anyway, they've added a changes feature, which is very cool. It allows you to compare and contrast uh, old and new, uh, which I think is pretty damn awesome. That's uh, something that would be very handy. Uh, Hear that?
3: For me, when I use it the most is when you get a client that says, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about hiring you, and they say, "Well, we just redesigned our site and we tanked, and we need to understand why." And there's no real way to know what their old site looked like other than the back, way back machine. In many cases, so yeah, and I'm do-
0: looking like even Stepforth.com, they've got they've got them back to 2001. I guess that's when we first got Stepforth.com because we were um, Brave Art behind that. Before that awful name anyway um was that, that before,
3: before or after the movie
0: <laughs> no it wasn't brave heart it was brave heart oh. and yes i thought i was very clever back then which is even sadder um, <laughs> <laughs> that was 98 when i turned that domain on i started the business in 97 but oh boy there are some very very sad photos of that system uh, <laughs>
3: Did you have the banana, the dancing banana? Um, you know, animated GIF.
0: Health no. I even had a decent aesthetic, I think, for design back then, but pretty basic too, as everything was back then.
3: So, so basically, what you're saying is, Wayback Machine has added. Uh, how does this change feature work? Do they just highlight uh, like a different icon when there's, they've notified a change? Noticed a change.
0: What does it do? i actually just clicked on changes to calculate. It says fetching 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 uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's taking a while and I guess there's nothing oh I see okay so it gives me an idea it gives me a snapshot essentially of when changes occurred on the site um, I've only seen screenshots so I haven't actually tried this this is why it's taking so long
3: so are we talking about major changes because I know like our news sites they change every single day yeah
0: <laughs> that would that would be hard to manage. Yeah, um, <laughs> they might just have uh, filled their servers up pretty quickly doing that. Uh, okay, I'm gonna click on one and see what it is. One snapshot. All right, how do I see the darn thing?
3: No, well, I mean even with people who have a blog where they post every day, it's got to be like you would have to think it'd be like major changes with like tied to seeing significant changes to the checksum of a page right like all the design has changed all of a sudden or the CSS files have been updated that kind of stuff huh I don't
0: really see where it's showing this unless like it's not giving me a clear picture of what it was that changed I guess you'd have to know what the previous one was but it's saying that at this date there was a significant change over the last date but it's not showing you a split view just to that hmm. i think they missed an opportunity there mind you they are are they still um
3: they're some non-profit aren't nonprofit, they?
0: Nonprofit, yeah so that's yeah. not easy to do um I, I noticed that a lot of the data when you click on about this capture is from alexa so i guess they have some sort of relationship with alexa
3: hmm. uh, anywho What well, what would you think if google bought wayback machine and started running that project is that something that because you you think with google trying to to be the 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 uh i don't know i don't want to call them the police of the internet but the the purveyors of internet that they would that's something they would be interested in managing since they have the resources they have the 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 servers they could do it
0: i don't know it would mean they'd have to shut it down at some point (laughs) because they do it I, after everything. <laughs> that's true. I kind of like it being
3: independent. but
0: uh, I do too. But yeah, you would, it would be nice if it was sort of mandated that something was created, some kind of uh, archivist, yeah. the internet archivist or something like that that was a place that everyone had to kick a bit into because uh, it would be fascinating because it's going to be – well, it is history, and it's, it's the kind of okay. – pretty valid history too it's not there's this is the new book in many ways as much yeah. as it may be illegitimate um and fake news
3: <laughs> well yeah yeah i, I just see some I, I would be sad if someday they said well sorry guys we ran out of money right
0: yeah i think it would be rescued even we'd find some ways to get some kind of a, a campaign going to save it if we could mm. I certainly would do everything I could to get it going because it's, it's valuable. I, I love looking back at some of the stuff that was done. You can see old pictures of Facebook. Um, and it, and from an let's go jump into an SEO perspective or at least competitor expe- uh, perspective. You can look back and I've done this for competitor analysis at different versions of clients or competitor sites as they grew. And I was, I, this was a big contract, but I went through and, and compared and contrasted their marketing techniques as they went so what they did to change the look of their site and how it progressed so in a way we could potentially yes there was some guessing involved but rule out specific marketing techniques that they had squashed uh, right. after using it only for a short period of time this was this was for a starting a client starting in the market who didn't want you know want to avoid making the same mistakes these other guys did so there's a lot of things you can do with it
3: it's a great thing to do if you're looking to buy a new domain. that's you know was used previously to find out what was actually published on it in the past, things like that too.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Uh, anyway, uh, one of my favorite places to go and tool around. It's pretty amazing what's in there. Yeah. All right. What's up
3: next? Uh, just a real quick thing about the um week or so ago, Google announced this diversity update, which was basically saying that a, a domain is going to show up a max of two times on the search results page, which you know, which was interesting to think about and but it really didn't do much of anything. Um, The folks over at Moz, specifically um, Dr. Pete, um, did a study and looked into it pretty deeply to see how much of an impact it made. And he he said basically, and here's a quote, while Google technically improved site diversity, the update was narrowly targeted. We had to dig to find evidence of improvement. So if you're worried about this diversity up to date, it was it was very 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 minimal, um, didn't have much impact at all. Some people are even speculating they just did it for PR purposes. So,
0: well, um, and, and no matter what, there's always going to be like for example, I, I I can't remember the exact issue here, but I remember a client showing me a competitor of theirs who owned almost all top ten rankings because they had multiple sites. So, <laughs> unless yeah. they do a better job, I could. Clearing that stuff out it's really not going to make that particular big a
3: difference. And, and I think the main thing that would have impacted was brand searches. You know, because a lot of times you'll see if someone does a brand search, you know, you just search for Amazon and in the past you'd get, you know, at least five or six of the links on the page be from Amazon. Um, that i could see it having an impact on but people know they want amazon google's going to say well if they want amazon let's give them amazon at some point it it was just questionable the whole thing was just kind of questionable
0: <laughs> indeed indeed all right well um, hmm, i think we need to jump into some questions now before the end of the show so i agree uh, Let's start with this one from Sean. Uh, Sean's one of the listeners and actually a friend of mine here in Victoria. This a great question from Dale on schemas and dentists. In general, can I ask, how major is the win that comes from using schema markup in terms of search engine placement? That's a good question. And it's one, actually, I even heard just uh, Mike Doolinthal, Mary Bowling, and, and um, the other, um, sorry, I so apologize, I forgot her name, um, discussing on the late, one of the latest... Um, This Week in Locals. As you can tell, I listen to it. I like it. It's a very good podcast. Um, They were talking about this, and, and, you know, Schema can be done on just about everything now. (laughs) You can go crazy on it. Um, And there is... Hey,
3: Ross, before you get into the answer, can I clarify something or ask for clarification on something in this question? So the question is, how major is the win that comes from using Schema in terms of search engine placement? So, are they talking? Well, just the in terms of search engine placement thing that throws me. Are they talking? Is is Sean talking about rankings? Is he talking about showing up in Knowledge Graph? Is he talking about showing up in Answer Box? Those are all placements in the search engine results page. But if he's talking specifically about rankings, that's something different.
0: Yeah. As far as I can tell, um, I would guess that it's about rankings. Yeah. Okay. Um, And, you know, does it make a difference? Um, whether or not you will rank or not when it comes right down to it I would say it's not a contributing factor whether or not you will rank it's um, the ability to rank in different places um, uh, enhance your rankings um, that really uh, where schema really shines Um <sighs> and and I, even i again listen to the podcast it wasn't a simple answer there's just so many different places you can use it now it's no longer just adding it to your name address and phone number <laughs> Schemas yeah. become quite robust um and there's there's certain things where it doesn't seem to do much um but will it soon you don't know i guess when it comes right down to it i would say just enhancement of listings what would you say
3: yeah, I think I think it's the enhancement is the big thing in the search results um, from a rankings perspective because your ranking will stand out more with certain schema things like the star reviews if, if you're the only one there that has them or um, you know sometimes you can see breadcrumb um, navigation in your search results so those kind of things those kind of enhancements would make a difference in click-through rates um, but the rankings themselves if you're placed number 3 or number 6 I don't think schema really has any impact on your positioning in the rankings it's just those enhancements
0: mhm and i think it'd be pretty hard to show any kind of causation there right um, it's just such a small part of of what i would expect <laughs> we haven't seen it but of the algorithm um, algorithms that that determine your visibility but uh yeah one thing we can say for certain is the enhancement is is valid and and worthwhile i do think having a name address and phone number marked up is just a Um, no-brainer it's the kind of thing that can add a bit of a signal clear of clarity for local listings um but yeah other than that there's not a lot more that would have an impact on whether or not you rank
3: I guess the only thing thing I'd say there is, you know, be careful how you use it because it can't, there are specific um, Uh. features, specific manual actions around schema abuse. So that's not a win. Sean was asking about a win, but just be careful how you use it because it can impact your rankings negatively if you abuse it or overuse it.
0: Yeah, one example is well, no, I'm not sure about the absolute af- negative effect of it because I'm sure that does um, differ. But you know, you are not supposed to use reviews that you get from on your Google listing on your own site and mark them up. So if you took a review from your Google listing for your your business, copied it, pasted it on your site, and then marked it up with review markup, that would be technically bad. Uh, that's against Google's guidelines. Again, what the fallout would be, I don't know, but I, I would say that, that that's just an example of one of the pitfalls of using schema kind of without thought. Uh, you wouldn't want to do that. All right. Next up is a, a message from or a question from Carl Bush. Creating thank you pages for form submissions. Do I really need to make these SEO friendly, or can I just ha- not have the spiders crawl those pages?
3: <laughs> I love this question.
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, it's it's one of those simple ones that come up once in a while, but. It, why not? Why, why not? Why not ask that question? It's a good one. Um, I know you responded to. I'll, I'll let you jump on it.
3: Well, I think the easiest thing to think about when you when you come across a question like this is, um, it's a thank you page. Is that something you really want found in search? Is it's not something that people are going to search for. It's not something that you really want to be there because it's an actual it's a response to an action that was taken on your site i personally would just block those pages just de-index them you know put a put a uh, robots uh no index tag on them there's no reason for them to be in the search engine in my in my opinion
0: ah, there we go next up stephen dale I was doing some work for a client and discovered an old client in the same industry and market. He's using 18 different, there we go, 18 different sites to drive traffic to his main site. I fired him several years ago for being a man of questionable character. I also know his reviews are all paid for and he's using fake addresses for each. I heard the guys say they would turn in such scoundrels, but how and where? (laughs) How and where? <laughs> <laughs> we will turn in such kind of Now we we won't, but we could give you uh, some tips on how to do yourself. Um, I know that if yeah. you uh, you suggest these to Mike Blumenthal or Joy Hawkins, that was the name I was trying to remember earlier from Sterling Sky. Um, yeah. I know they get a lot of requests, but if it's blatant, um, sure they'd be happy to help get that out there. They do have a bit of an inside.
3: Um, hit, hit John, hit John Mueller up, but you know, on Twitter, uh, anywhere like that. You, there's, there's. I think someone on our Facebook group posted a link to the, to the form that Google has that you can use to turn people into. There's a form somewhere on the site. I don't know the URL off the top of my head, it's, that you can basically out people.
0: Yeah, I'm just actually looking like I found a lot of stuff and I'm already familiar with the process of reporting fake reviews that you get. Um, Like if anyone out there has fake reviews that that's hurting their business, um, there are ways to get, you know, to deal with that. And you can usually just searching for that, how to remove fake reviews reviews on Google, you'll find information. It is not straightforward and it is not always possible, but there's a lot of content around it. I've helped a number of clients do it and uh, it can be done. It's just it has to fit a particular profile. Um, And there's definitely ways to handle it that must be done Um, either way. Uh, For example, if you get someone, uh, I I know I'm going off tangent here, but I want to mention this. If you have someone who obviously has never been uh, a client, a patient, a customer of yours um, saying something quite awful um, you know you should make it very clear that you know you take this stuff seriously but you can't find any record of them ever being a client customer or, or a patient uh, it's important you know, it's very important to say something and, and in fact uh, there's a, a stats some stats I believe they are on gatherup.com it was a post but it, uh, stats about reviews and it's it's awesome it talks about Um, A number of things including the fact that if you respond to reviews you get a better um, you get a better quality of review because people notice that you are there and watching Um, I've got to tie this up here so um,
3: the the other thing I'd say real quick on that is if you know his reviews are paid and you know where they're getting them from like Fiverr or such like that wouldn't hurt to throw in this source as
0: well the source of the paid reviews Oh yeah Yeah, if you know how, (laughs) that might be. And and usually, it doesn't take much. I think Mike Blumenthal has mentioned this before. He's he's submitted many, and he says it's never been hard to prove that these are fake. I mean, you just look at the person's history of of (laughs) of reviews. They've not been in every state of the country. Uh, There's just no way they've (laughs) been to the same. dry cleaner or whatever you know it's it's just obviously fake and google's just not capturing them so <laughs> i'm sorry there's not a simple way of doing that but i think we'll reply to that a little more in detail within uh, the facebook question because uh, we've run out of time man that went fast
3: that went real fast
0: yeah well on behalf of myself ross dunn ceo of Fourth web marketing and john Carcutt, the director of seo for advanced local Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts, and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
0: It came on a night like any other, with power unlike anything else on Earth.